Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Elise Modica. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. When to use heat and when to use ice for sore muscles, back pain, and more by Samantha Land. If you've been injured, struggle with low back pain, or have sore muscles from exercising, someone has advised you to throw on an ice pack or a heating pad to help decrease pain, inflammation, or stiffness. Heat and ice work in different ways to ease discomfort and promote recovery. Ice or cold therapies numb the area and constrict the blood vessels, causing less circulation to the area and generally decreasing any swelling. Heat increases the blood flow and loosens up the surrounding joints and muscles. When using either ice or heat for warm-up or recovery, there are a few precautions to note. You never want either source to have direct contact with your skin because too much ice can cause frostbite or too much heat can cause a burn. With ice, make sure to have something like a towel or a pillowcase wrapped around the ice pack. With heat, you'll want to make sure it's warm but never scorching hot. If it's hotter than warm, it's recommended to have multiple layers between the heat source and your body. Something like a towel, a shirt, and a sweatshirt would be appropriate. The general rule of thumb for applying both ice and heat is 20 minutes on and 20 minutes off. There are some exceptions, like the lower-level heat portable heating pads that are made to use all day. It's important to consult your doctor before using heat or ice if you have cardiac issues or hypertension, as both ice and heat have an impact on your blood vessels. It's a must to consult your doctor if you have any sensory deficits as well. Nerve damage, stroke, spinal cord, or brain where the sensory nerves can be impacted can be unsafe, says Chris Ferrara, DPT, a physical therapist at Moss Rehab. If you don't feel temperatures or sensations in a normal way or don't feel them at all, it can be quite dangerous and something to consult your doctor about. If you're just out of surgery, Ice is often the appropriate modality to reduce the swelling enough to where you can move the limb or injured body part. I tell my patients after surgery to ice as often as they can when they have the most swelling and inflammation, says Thomas Hickernell, an orthopedic surgeon at Greenwich Hospital. This period is usually around 48 hours, but always follow the instructions of your physician. The goal is to get moving and healing as soon as you're able to, which requires proper blood flow. So after that initial 48-hour period of severe inflammation, you'll usually be told to ease back on the ice. On the other hand, acute injuries don't always require ice. Remember following the RICE, rest, ice, compression, and elevation advice for recovery? That guidance is no longer followed when it comes to any injury, and over the years, the acronyms have evolved— most recently, it's best to follow peace and love, protection, elevation, avoid anti-inflammatory drugs, compression, and education, and load, optimism, vascularization, and exercise. Doctors started to see that rest and ice were actually prohibitive in the healing process, which again requires lots of blood circulation to the wounded area. 
Now we're saying to let the body run through the inflammation process, says Ferrara. Ice may feel good for patients in the short term, but according to a 2021 article in the World Journal of Clinical Cases, when the edema, swelling, level is not severe, for example, a muscle tear, cold therapy may not be helpful, but rather act as a barrier to recovery. You won't hear heat as a recommendation at this stage either. There is already inflammation during the healing process, and we don't want the heat to increase it more, Ferrara explains. For less serious aches and pains, go with personal preference. Once you're past the initial phase of healing an injury, if there was one, the choice to soothe with heat or ice comes down to what you prefer in the moment. Evidence from clinical trials is sparse on which modality actually decreases pain or inflammation in the long term, and as better technology comes out, more studies are certainly needed. Dr. Hickernell always recommends listening to what feels best for your body, as long as you are being safe temperature-wise. A commonly recommended strategy is to use heat before activity to loosen and warm up. Heat makes people relax and feel more loose, Farrar says. Before a workout, throw some heat on it. It will help you move more easily. Of course, make sure to do a warm-up prior to your workout to get the blood flowing. Then use ice where needed after activity to decrease the follow-up swelling, Dr. Hickernell adds. The most important thing is listening to your body. If something is causing more pain, always consult your doctor on the best way to proceed. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.